the game is over, but we're just getting started. You're listening to The Fifth Quarter, presented by Twitch on the Raiders Podcast Network. And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, the preseason is officially over for the Raiders as they come away with a 23-6 victory over the New England Patriots here at Allegiant Stadium. Welcome into the fifth quarter presented by Twitch here on Raiders.com. I'm Q Myers filling in for Eddie Pascal. Expected to have Vinny Bonsignor from Raider Nation Radio 920, uh, the morning tailgate. Expected to have him in a few minutes on the show just to kind of recap what we saw here at Allegiant Stadium. Again, with the Raiders coming away with the 23-6 victory being perfect on the preseason, there's only officially three weeks of the preseason, but the Raiders, they won up that. They went 4-0 and on the preseason and uh, just came out of the locker room and talked to many different players, and I asked them what it means to go 4-0 and in the preseason because you can't take the wins into the regular season, although everyone would like to. <laughs> you can't take the wins into the regular season, but it does mean something for these players to develop that winning culture, that expectation to win games. And every player to a T, if it was Foster Moreau, if it was Jackson Barton, if it was Amik Robertson, every single one of the guys to a T said, yeah, it means something to win that game. So the, the Raiders remain undefeated in the preseason, and now there's no more preseason games to worry about. All they have to do is uh, get down to the 53-man roster, which will become official on Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I said all you have to do is get down to the 53-man roster. I'll say this right now. We'll ask Vinny when he joins the show. It's going to be some tough decisions for GM Dave Ziegler. It's going to be some tough decisions for assistant GM Champ Kelly and also for Josh McDaniels, the head coach of the Raiders, because, man, what I saw on the field this evening was a lot of talented dudes and a lot of hungry guys going out there and leaving it all on the field. As a matter of fact, talked to Meek Robertson for a good five or six minutes in the locker room following the game, and he said, hey, I was going to have no regrets. I was going to leave it all out there on the field, and uh, that was one of the guys that really stood out to me in this game, a guy that came to uh, Legion Stadium with a purpose this evening and really was out there playing. He was hitting hard. He had his assignments and just looked like he was a man that was on a mission, and a lot of these guys that were playing this evening were, were fighting for roster spots, and there's a handful of these guys that this will be their final game that they played at Legion Stadium, but I'll tell you one thing. They won't be upset with what they did. They left everything out there on the field and really gave it everything that they they uh, they could they can do. So I'm sure that the the coaching staff is going to be one very excited by what they saw, but then also they're going to be in a tough position trying to figure out exactly who the 53 guys are that are going to make this roster. And I'm glad that's their decision, and that's what they have to come up with, and not me, because man, I would be torn with some of the play that I saw from this evening. And uh, I saw one play that I never thought that I would say uh, and actually tweeted it out when it happened. Wide receiver Isaiah Zuber comes up with an interception playing safety. Yeah, think about that for a minute. Wide receiver Isaiah Zuber comes up with an interception playing safety. I, I didn't know when the play happened. I didn't know if he was back there on punt return or what was going on. I thought for a minute, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that wasn't really what I just saw, but it, in, in fact, it was, and it was something that as we got into the locker room, we talked to some of the players and also head coach Josh McDaniels after the game, realized that that's something that they've worked on in practice. So you don't, you don't know what's going on in practice when you're not watching and, and when they when they're doing their walkthroughs and they're talking about uh, different schemes and, and that's not for us to see but man when you see something like that on the field and then you see it pay off 
with the interception, you just know that there's so much attention to detail being put into from this coaching staff with this team. And, and that's something else that I asked every player that we talked to in the locker room was just the attention to detail. Cleve Farrell said, man, from day one, you can see the attention to detail that head coach Josh McDaniels and the rest of the staff was really trying to harp on and uh, playing very disciplined ball. You want to talk about disciplined ball? How about one interception? Yeah, yeah, I'll pause. I'll pause and I'll run that back. One interception, 10 yards and penalty yards. That was it. The game last week against the Miami Dolphins had two penalties. This is not something that Raider Nation is used to seeing, a team that's playing clean football, not being penalized, not getting stupid penalties and shooting themselves in the foot. It's just not something that Raider Nation is used to seeing. As a guy that's been following the silver and black all, my whole life, I'm used to seeing the 10-yard penalties, the roughing the, the quarterback penalty, the hit out of bounds. And we saw that this evening, but we didn't see it from the Raiders. We saw it from the New England side of things, and it actually extended a drive on a, on a third and long, and a, a guy gets hit late, and boom, all of a sudden, there's a first down right there. So a lot of disciplined football being played by the Raiders. So there's one thing I know. I mean, again, you can't take the wins into the, the regular season with them going 4-0. You can't take those into the regular season. We know that. But what they learned from OTAs, from mandatory minicamp, from training camp, from the preseason, what they learned, the discipline that they're playing with, this team that you're going to see out there on the field in 2022 is not going to be a team that's going to beat themselves. They're not going to shoot themselves in the foot, have stupid penalties, third and one, fourth and one. They're going to be able to hold their water along the offensive line. You're not going to see false starts and not even an opportunity to, to get off the fourth down play or the third and one play and then have to settle for, you know, a field goal or a punt. They're going to give themselves opportunities. Does that mean it's going to, you know, come through and work every single time? Of course not, right? That would be foolish and that would be silly to think that, but at least they're giving themselves an opportunity. And so there was a lot to take away from this fourth preseason game tonight. And I'll honestly tell you, I didn't know what I was going to see tonight in this fourth preseason game since the Raiders had joint practices with the Patriots earlier in the week. I thought, okay, there's a lot of different ways that this can go. You know, both teams could sit their starters and, and just say, hey, we got a lot of good work in during the week. We're going to make sure all our guys are, are, are uh, healthy and getting into the regular season. Or both teams could actually go ahead and put some starters out there for a little while. Of course, Allegiant Stadium was packed, had uh, over 300 Raider alumni in the building, so that was real special as well. And so I thought for a minute, you know what, maybe head coach Josh McDaniels will put out, you know, the starters for like a drive, you know, one drive, maybe two drives just to get a little bit of burn. No, he didn't. He didn't put out the starters offensively. He didn't put out the starters defensively. But the Patriots did. And what really stood out to me in this game, again, the Raiders come away with the 23-6 to victory, so you think, man, the offense did really good. Well, what stood out to me the most in this game was the defense. The defense that was not the starters. It was backups on top of backups on top of backups playing against New England starters. And you see the score, again, 23-6. to the, 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 the backups for the Raiders' defense, they also gave a lot of, uh, a lot of great play on film, so... Patrick Graham and company, they're going to have a lot of tough decisions to make because, man, there were some guys out there playing their tails off and going out there with a purpose. And this defense that was not the starters, you didn't see Max Crosby, you didn't see Chandler Jones, you didn't see Trayvon Merrick, Jerron Harmon. You weren't seeing those guys out there, Jonathan Abram. You were seeing backups. You were seeing Luke Masterson, an undrafted free agent, rookie linebacker. I said before the, the game, I thought that this was going to be a really big game for Masterson and Darian Butler. I said I, I didn't know if both of these guys were going to make the 53-man roster. Both guys are undrafted free agents, linebackers. I thought, okay, one of the two guys are going to make the roster or have a chance to make the roster if they have a big game. Well, all Luke Masterson did was be all over the field, 
come away with the big interception early in the game, returned it 30 yards, set the Raiders up for another touchdown score. I mean, he was all over the place. He also does special teams. He's also a guy that uses the green dot. I mean, he was he was phenomenal. And it's funny, on the first drive for the Patriots, Masterson and Butler, two guys who I think are competing for one spot, and maybe they made the decision so difficult that the Raiders say, you know what, we got to keep both these guys. I mean, they, they very well could have done that in, in this game tonight. But on the first drive, Masterson and Butler, they come together and, and, and get a four-yard loss on the Patriot running back. It was, I think it was second and maybe one or second and two, and all of a sudden, boom, it's third and five because they have a, th- a four-yard uh, loss. And then there was a, a, a sack on the very next play from Malcolm Kuntz. So in the, in, the sa- in, the pl- in, the, in the run of two different plays, all of a sudden the Raiders had lost uh, 19 yards. Defensively, they had caused the Patriots to lose 19 yards just by two big plays, a, a four-yard loss on a running play and then 15-yard loss on a sack that Malcolm Kuntz uh, created on Mac Jones. Again, the Patriots had their starters out there. So the interception that was thrown was thrown by Mac Jones. You know, the interception that Luke Masterson came up with was off of Mac Jones, the starting quarterback for the Patriots. Now, later on in the game, Isaiah Zuber, as I mentioned, he came away with the interception, and that was off uh, that was off Zappi. That was off a backup quarterback for the, for the Patriots. But, I mean, the Raiders' defense really held their own when it came to the, the Patriots' starters. I mean, that was the thing, and their starters were in there for a good three or four drives. I mean, it wasn't like they were just in there for one possession. It's like, all right, get them out. No, they're, they're trying to work through some things because they're struggling offensively right now, but Patrick Graham was comfortable with his defense, not the starters being out there, and they held their own in a major way. So I thought that Luke Masterson, he did everything. I mean, he, he sealed his, his spot on the, on the roster as far as I'm concerned. If I'm in that room, which I'm not, but if I'm in that room and I'm saying, and they say, hey, Q, who's one guy that's making this roster? Who, who do you need to put on this roster? There's no doubt about it. It's Luke Masterson. No doubt about it. If there's one guy I can come out of this game and feel 100% confident made the roster, it was Luke Masterson. He just played some really good ball. And, of course, I mean, he's an undrafted free agent, so his, his battle for a roster spot is even greater than someone else's is. But, uh, again, he's proven himself, and I think he's proven himself throughout the course of, of the preseason and training camp from what we see every day at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Uh, he's a guy that's really shown up in a major way, and it's, it's so funny. I was – uh, walking to the, the locker room after the game, and I kept thinking to myself that the Raiders haven't had a homegrown stud linebacker in a very long time. And I think that Devon Diablo has an opportunity to be that guy, a guy that was drafted as a, as a or he was a safety and converted to linebacker. Well, Luke Masterson, he is a safety that was converted to linebacker, and he is shining in a major way. Those two young guys could end up being guys that are, are, are like just foundation pieces for the Raiders roster, defensive roster for years to come if they, you know, if they continue to work and pan out. But I, I think that the Raiders are onto something, uh, especially with Luke Masterson. I like Darian Butler as well. Uh, I, if, if they only pick one that sticks with the team, I'll, I, I, like I said, I would go with Luke Masterson, but they made it very difficult to make this decision. I mean, whatever decision they come up with uh, when, they, when they have to get the roster down to 53 men, which is Tuesday at 1 o'clock, is going to be a very tough decision. I mean, it really will. Uh, Jarrett Stidham, he, uh, he offensively drove the Raiders right down the field on the very first drive. They, they ended up settling for a field goal, but I mean, it looked pretty simple driving down the field. You obviously want to see them uh, cash out with a, a touchdown, but they uh, settled for a field goal, but as you see by the score of 23, they scored plenty in the game and did not allow uh, the Patriots in the end zone not one time. At one time did they allow the Patriots into the end zone. Anytime that the Patriots got into the end zone, you look on the ground and what was there? 
yellow flag. The Patriots had a couple touchdowns actually called back on, on, on penalties, and then they ended up having to settle for field goals. The Raiders, again, going back to the defense, the Raiders and their goal line red zone defense all preseason, not just in this game, all preseason has been really good. They've made more teams settle for field goals than just cashing in the red zone. And if you go back and look at what the Raiders did as a defense a year ago, they ended up allowing a lot of different teams to score. And they, they were really not a very good uh, unit when it came to the red zone defense. This unit looks like it has the attention to detail and is playing out there with a purpose to make sure that they don't give up touchdowns. And in this division, the AFC West, if if a team, if you can hold a Kansas City Chiefs to, you know, they're going to score some touchdowns here and there. But if you can, in a game, in the course of a game, get them to maybe settle for a field goal once or twice, it's an opportunity to win a game right there. I mean, that that's the difference in winning and losing a game is making the other team settle for a field goal a couple times. That's looking like what this Raiders defense is going to be able to do. Now, of course, of course this is the preseason, and uh, you're not playing against all the starters, but uh, I think it's a very positive step that the Raiders defense took uh, throughout the course of not only training camp but also the preseason, helped lead this Raiders team to a 4-0 start. Again, this is the fifth quarter presented by Twitch here on Raiders.com. I'm Q Myers in for Eddie Pascal. And just recapping this game, recapping the season, and or recapping the preseason, not the season already. Man, that would have been fast, right? Well, we can't wait to actually get to the season, but uh, the, the preseason is officially over. Uh, the players, you can see them in the locker room, kind of had a sigh of relief, like, okay, that part of this is done. Training camp was over, got wrapped up uh, earlier in the week, and so they're just ready now to get to the regular season, get back on their regular schedule of practice, and just do what they do. And, 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 and hey, this is going to be a very competitive 2022 season. Obviously, the AFC West looks like it's going to be a very uh, tough division, uh, one of the toughest in football, if not the toughest in football. But I'll tell you what, I think the, the Raiders have a roster that's definitely going to be able to compete with anybody. And it's so funny, we haven't seen any of the real starters all preseason long. Haven't seen any of them. Didn't see Max Crosby, didn't see Chandler Jones, didn't see Derek Carr, didn't see Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, uh, Darren Waller, none of these guys. We didn't see them all preseason long. So if they're playing ball at the level that they're playing right now without the starters, I'm so intrigued and interested and excited about what they'll look like once the starters actually are on the field and out there uh, executing. And so uh, talking to some of the alumni that were uh, in attendance tonight, and there was over 300 of them, but talking to guys like Marcus Allen and Tim Brown and, and multiple other players, they're, they're excited about the upcoming season too because they know the potential of what the Raiders look like they can do. And led by head coach Josh McDaniels, a guy who is uh, a very smart and sharp offensive mind, a guy that has a lot of attention to detail. That was one of my biggest takeaways from training camp was just all the attention to detail. I mean, it was just there was a lot of dotting the I's and a lot of crossing the T's and making sure that the players not only understood what to do, but why they need to do it. And I think that there's there's something to be said about that. When a player knows why that they're doing something, it makes it a little bit easier for them to go out there and execute. It's not just, well, I got to go do this because the coach said so. <laughs> it's 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 more like, OK, this is what makes sense and this is why I'm going to do it. And even going back to the Luke Masterson interception, I mean, it was the most sound technique interception I've seen in a very long time. He was right where he was supposed to be. He took the steps that he was supposed to be at the, when the ball was snapped. As the quarterback started to move, he he moved over as he was supposed to. He, you know, side, side to side, you know, kind of just took a few steps to the side. Uh, there was a, a, a Raider defender that stepped up so the quarterback couldn't take off in that lane. And then all of a sudden, the quarterback throws the ball, and boom, Masterson is right 
where he needs to be for the interception. All he had to do was catch the ball, and, it, and that's exactly what he did. He secured the interception and took off the other way, returned the ball 30 yards, and it was, it was just as technique and as sound, as fundamental as you can get when it comes to a defensive play like that. It was one of those that uh, you, a coach puts that on a, on a film and just rewinds it and rewinds it and rewinds it and says, look, this is perfect technique. This is perfect fundamentals. This is what you need to do every single time, and you're going to come up with some plays. And that's, that's one of the themes that I've been talking about quite a bit on Radio Nation Radio 920 when I'm on my radio show, Unnecessary Roughness, from 2 to 5. I talk about turnovers all the time and the fact that this Raiders defense needs to be able to create a lot more turnovers than they did a season ago. They need to steal a couple possessions and they come away and leave this game this evening with two interceptions. They had six interceptions on the season last year. Six. They came away at this game tonight with two. One from uh, a linebacker and one from a wide receiver. Yeah, I said it. A wide receiver. <laughs> wide receiver came up with an interception. You figure it out. No, it was it, it was just a, a heck of a play by Isaiah Zuber and uh, something that the Raiders had worked on. It wasn't like it was it wasn't an accident. It was something that they worked on. Uh, even though when it happened, I thought for a second it uh it, it could have been an accident. But uh, there was further co- clarification later on and found out that that is in fact something that they worked on. So uh, that's just some of my recaps on this game. Uh, again, four and zero on the preseason. The Raiders come away with a 23 to six victory over the New England Patriots, and uh, just think that that's a big deal and a great start to the Josh McDaniels, the Dave Ziegler, the Champ Kelly era here with the Las Vegas Raiders. When we come back, we'll be talking to Vinny Bonsignor from the Morning Tailgate on Raider Nation Radio 920. He'll join us as we're here in the fifth quarter, presented by Twitch here on Raiders.com. And welcome back into the fifth quarter presented by Twitch here on Raiders.com. I'm Q Myers in for Eddie Pascal, and I'm joined right now by my tag team partner. That's Vinny Bonsignor from uh, the Las Vegas Review-Journal and also the Morning Tailgate on Raider Nation Radio 920. Does a great job with both. And, Vinny, we just uh, wrapped up seeing preseason game number four, even though this is week number three across the NFL, but the fourth preseason game for the Silver and Black. They come away with a 23-6 victory, 4-0 on the preseason, and uh, me and you both were in the locker room, and we talked to multiple players and asked them about going 4-0 in the preseason, and you know they can't take wins into the regular season, but still, it means something when you win games. Yeah, I think what you can take is some of the habits that you uh, established uh, for yourself, the winning habits, yeah. uh, or as Josh McDaniels likes to say, the non-losing habits right. and and you know it might sound like a cliche to say that to win you have to learn how to not lose but it's it makes all the sense yeah. in the world when you really think about it and what's been uh very striking about this Raiders team is how efficient they've played uh from penalties to turnovers um the crispness in how they get plays onto the field both offensively and defense defensively they're where they need to be yeah there's great been great communication and we haven't even seen a, a quote-unquote key key starter right uh, out there yet so this is the backups that have been doing it for the most part you know obviously some experimenting on the offensive line uh some 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 of the starting right. running backs but you know what i'm saying yeah um to see them play at such an efficient level this early in the process has to bode well uh, for the future. Can we go back to Zuber real quick? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Please, guys... let's go back to Zuber, the wide receiver. Again, the wide receiver playing safety who came up with the interception. All right. I'm not – you guys remember the Seattle uh, uh, Seahawks-Patriots Super Bowl, right? Yes. Where Butler makes the interception? Yep. Okay. You remember the history of that play. They, yes. they saw it, a yep. guy that was cutting up film. They knew – they had it. They practiced it. They yep. stayed on top of it throughout the week on a just-in-case basis. They were prepared for that moment. That wasn't just a fluke. It wasn't a fluke, no. Not at all. 
they prepared for it. Okay, so in a very, very smaller sense, seeing number 89 uh, out there playing safety uh, tonight, talked to Josh McDaniels about this after the game, and they walked him through it yesterday and I think even today uh, on a just-in-case basis. Yeah. Why? Number one, they weren't going to play all their starters. So guys like, um, you know, uh, all Merrig and Merrig, uh, uh, Harmon, Harmon yep. um, Jonathan Abram were not going to play. So they were untouchable. And so it comes to toward the end of the game, and, and you're getting deep into your depth chart, and then a couple of guys cramped up. Guess what? What they thought might happen, happened. And so 89's going to go out there, <laughs> and look, he, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Right. Why? Because they had that base covered. It wasn't, dude, you got to go out there. Right. Do whatever you can. can. Just, just, just do whatever. Just be a body. He, right. he had some sense of, okay, this is where I need to be. This is what I need to be looking at. It's just... Another sign to me that um, this coaching staff thinks of everything. Yeah, and this is the preseason, right? Exactly. Exactly. No, that was that was major to me. And I was saying earlier in the show that I felt like at first when I seen him out there, I thought, "Is this a punt return?" Am I right. Gonna, you know, what I mean, like, what am I seeing? Did I miss a down? Or Same here. I kept. Or I, did he? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I kept questioning what was going on, and then all of a sudden, uh, he comes up with an interception. I'm like, "No, you know what?" They worked on that. Right. that. Again, like you said, that wasn't an accident. That wasn't a fluke. That wasn't, hey, some guy ended up on the field and he came up with a pick. No, he was in the right place at the right time where he was supposed to be because that's what they worked on. And, and that's the thing, and that's the attention to detail that we've been talking about, not just in this game, not just in the preseason, but all training camp, all OTAs, all mandatory minicamp. You can see that this coaching staff has had attention to detail with everything. No doubt about it. And what does that breed? And I have to go back and watch this on film because we're all doing our thing yeah. up in the press box. So I couldn't follow that whole thing through. But what McDaniel said afterwards was like the whole team celebrated. Yeah. Like if you watch yeah. the celebration, I can't wait to go watch it on tape. Everybody was excited about it. You know why? Because everybody knew what really went into all that. Right. And it just shows you that being prepared is half the battle. Right. And I, I seriously think that this is a message that's been driven home and driven home and driven home throughout going all the way back to the spring. I don't know what it's going to mean for the regular season, Q. Right. Uh, but I feel like they're set up for success. And, you know, let the chips fall where they may, talent-wise and all that sort of thing when it comes right down to it. But I don't think we're going to see these Raiders beat themselves the way past Raider teams have. I agree 100%. Again, you're listening to the fifth quarter presented by Twitch here on Raiders.com. He's Vinny Bonsignor. I'm Q Myers. And uh, the thing about it is, Vinny, what I saw tonight in this game, and I didn't know what to expect going into this game. It's the fourth preseason game. They've just had, uh, you know, joint scrimmages with the Patriots. So I didn't know what to expect. But what I seen after the game, going down to the locker room, to myself and to you, I said, well, they got some tough decisions to make. Exactly. <laughs> I, I happened to talk to uh, Champ Kelly a little bit uh, tonight, uh, yeah. and and I, I said, "Man, you got some tough decisions to make." Right. That's how we wanted it, you know. And it and it shows that they're on target in that regard as well. You know, get as much talent in the in the in the room as possible, and and then let the best man win. And you're gonna, you know, there's gonna be good players that get cut, and you're gonna be they cut him. Right. Um, there, there's obviously a hope that you know guys. Uh, you know, get through waivers and you bring them back to the practice squad or some of those guys that get cut are actually yeah. going to be on the 53. So, but to, to, to Q's point, there's without question for the first time uh, since I've been covering this team, um, there's not going to be very many easy decisions because you're look. I was looking at Britton Brown in the locker room afterwards. Right. I was like, this guy's an NFL running back. It's an NFL running back, no doubt. And he's he's been making plays all preseason long. He's been showing and he's a seventh round pick. Right. 
right? I mean, that's that's going to be a tough decision. The running back uh, decision, who you keep, who you don't keep, that's going to be tough. Uh, the wide receiver position, I think DJ Turner made made another, no uh, you know, a, another case for why he should be on this squad. I mean, uh, Amik Robertson, he's a guy that I thought was probably on the roster bubble at the cornerback position. He's been with the team for a little while, but – he was out there playing with a, a purpose. I mean, Sam Webb. <laughs> yes, <laughs> man. And that's just... Isaiah Polamalu. Uh, I was yeah. talking to him a little bit. Yeah, uh, a good young player. I don't know if his time is right now. Right. But you know what? He shows some NFL traits as well. He might be a practice again. Um, I was talking about this on the morning show. Uh, don't look at it as fifty-three. You got to look at it as almost seventy guys. Right. 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 Yeah. So there's what eighty right now. Yep. Eleven guys. That's what you're really kind of looking at. Of course. Things have to break break right with the waiver wire process. Uh, and there's going to be some guys I, I still think that they go out and get from other teams, yeah. whether it's to supplement their practice squad or their, or their 53. Um, but I'll tell you what, there's just a lot of talent on this team, and there's some really good football players that are going to get cut. And we've kind of been talking about that throughout this throughout, throughout camp because yeah. how many times have we said, wow, there goes that guy again. There goes that <laughs> right, Luke Masterson's right. playing. Yeah. Darian Butler's playing really well. Sam Webb. Um, right. So many guys – that have shown that they belong at this level. And uh, that's what you strive to do. And you strive to put yourself in a position where, gosh darn it, it's going to be really hard to make some decisions. That's the best you can do if that's what your job is as Champ Kelly and, and Dave Ziegler and everyone and that entire staff. Yeah, no, that's the best you can do. And, you know, you're excited about knowing you have so much talent. I mean, literally, there's going to be there's going to be some guys that the Raiders put on their practice squad that other teams are going to come pluck. Right. I mean, that's I promise you without yes. without actually knowing who they're going to put on the practice squad. There's going to be someone on the practice squad that another team is going to come pluck and say, yeah, we'll take that guy. Right. It, it very well easily could be a Britton Brown. Right. You know, and I don't know. I'm just throwing out a name because, you know, again, this is a numbers game. So they're going to put so much talent and they do have so much talent. And look, I've been covering the Raiders for a long time, following the Raiders for a long time, a fan of the team for a long time. I couldn't tell you the last time where I felt like they had this much talent. I'm sorry. But the fact of the matter is. The Patriots played their starters deep into the first half. <laughs> right. All right. I'm, that, yeah. That's the truth of the matter. Yep. Even Josh, when we talked to him afterwards, he was like, oh, I kind of saw some guys over there. He was downplaying that. He right. knows full well who was playing over there <laughs> yeah. for the Patriots. Yeah. And it was all their top guys. And if we're being honest, the Raiders, I, I'm not going to say dominated their starters, but they clearly outplayed their starters in Q. This is the third time that these two teams have been on a field together. Yeah. And three straight times the Raiders had their, you know. They're just the better team. Where they're they're team. just the better team. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the bottom line is they're just the better team. And so there was a lot of times in uh, last season where the Raiders won games at the end. They were able to kick a field goal and walk it off. And, and that's all fine. And wins are wins. And you'll take them any way you can get them. But there's going to be a lot of games where the Raiders are going to go in and, and beat the better team. They, they, and they're just going to be the better team. And you're going to say, yeah, that, I expected to see that. Right. And you can't tell me that guys like Derek Carr and Devante and Darren and everyone that was on the sidelines isn't or aren't looking at the fun that's being had and the, the way this team is playing football and going, I cannot wait <laughs> right. to get out there and actually be a part of that. I The Raiders know what they're capable of doing. And I think that even for those starters, especially the ones who have been around here for a little while, they saw what, if you play clean football, you're going to put yourself in just a great um, space to yeah. win football games. That's what the backups did throughout uh, training camp and preseason. And and I, I know that those starters are ready to uh, get a part of that. You know, and, and that's what impresses me, man. It's one thing when the starters go out and they're playing really well and, and you just kind of expect that because, well, they're the starters. But when you're playing backups, the majority of not just this game, but the preseason, 
and you still have the clean play and you still have the lack of penalties and you still have the lack of turnovers and you still have the I'm not going to go in and hit this guy late. And, you know, we saw the Patriots hit a hit a Raider late and then they, they extended a drive. I mean, to have that not just on your starters, but your backups, that's pretty impressive. You know, um, the, the last two days against the Patriots, I, I, I was kind of waiting for some composure to slip, a yeah. fight to start, yeah. something because. Yes. To, you it's know, football. It's, it's hot. football. It's the Raiders. It's pride. You yeah, don't think that yeah. they would have gotten into some shenanigans yep. back in the or in the past, right? And not even so far in the day, um, they didn't even want any part of that. No, they, they, it was like, why? That's a waste of time. Let's get our work in, uh, and let's let's make the the best use of, of this time. To me, that's maturity right yeah, there, yeah. and that's messages, uh, you know, getting get, getting uh, absorbed and 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 then applied. So. Uh, it's really it's 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 kind of something to see right now. I think that there's uh, there there's bright days uh, ahead for the Raiders, and I think that they showed you they gave you a little bit of a taste uh, in this preseason, kind of what we've been seeing, and we're fortunate in the yeah. positions that we're in to see it on a day by day basis, where it's just been work, it's been crisp, it's been efficient. There's not a lot of standing around. Right, there's not right. a lot of useless type stuff. No, Everything no, has a purpose. Very, it's got it's a rhythm. Everything is in rhythm. Even play calling is in rhythm. I mean, you see. I don't know how many times I look up and and the quarterback is about to snap the ball. There's 12 seconds left on the right. clock. And this is <laughs> this is a team that's learning two new playbooks, offensively yeah. and defensively. Yep. And I think what Josh is doing is so prudent and and uh and 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 Patrick Graham doing the same thing. They're not going to throw the whole thing at these guys right, right now because right. that's that's, that's right. pointless. Master this. Yep. And then add and then add and by week 17 or whenever now the playbook's going to look like this. That's right. what's going to happen. But you can't. And that's what get he did the- a year ago with Mac Jones. Yeah, he had to do that a year ago with a rookie. Right, and, a rookie. Yeah, and you know, I was talking to uh, Jason Horowitz uh, at halftime, um, and he was like, "Man, you know, the weird thing is that's the that's the same team that made the playoffs last year. What's right. going on?" I go, "There's one guy, or not one. There's actually multiple guys, multiple yeah. guys that I go take the take what, what what's the one thing that's not there anymore? Right, Josh McDaniels and his offensive coaches. So I'm not saying that." They're not going to get it together. I'm not saying that they're not going to be fine because it's the Patriots, it's Bill Belichick. But don't for a minute think that that loss isn't being felt right now. Right, that's massive. No, it is. It's it's really. I mean, because we're seeing it on the other side. Yes, we're exactly. seeing it here yes. with the Raiders. The Raiders, the Raiders are benefiting from what the Patriots lost. Right, like Josh McDaniels and Mick Lombardi. You know, Coach Brasillo. I mean, there's there's. A lot to like with what the Silver and Black are doing. And I promise you, we can sit here. I'm just so <laughs> impressed. I can sit here and talk about the Raiders all night, what I've seen in the preseason and also in training camp. And, again, you're listening to the fifth quarter here uh, presented by Twitch on Raiders.com. Uh, before we get out of here, Vinny, I wanted to ask you about one of the biggest competitions that I was interested in looking at going into this game, and that was at the linebacker position yeah. with Luke Masterson and Darian Butler, right. two guys who are both undrafted free agents, two, two guys that are trying to make the squad. I felt like coming into this game, they were battling for one, but man, they might have made it to the point where the coaching staff was like, "Yeah, we really need to find a way to keep both these." Guys. I I completely agree, and and uh, Q, um, tell me if I'm wrong. I'm seeing two guys that it might not be this year, obviously, because yeah. these guys are starting caliber players at some point. I think so. I don't think they're just. 
depth pieces right. and reserves. If that's what their ceiling is, you know, then then, then that, that's what it is. But but I'm looking at guys that are dissecting plays yep. that are being that are showing that they can uh, pass uh, cover, which is obviously a big role in in, in linebacker play. They've yep. both have made plays behind the line of scrimmage. Both have put, made plays in pass coverage. Yep. So to me, um, you know, I think that they found a couple of gems. And we were talking about this earlier. Um, that's how you get around the salary cap. That's how you yep. can go out and sign big players. Yep. Um, and because you supplement it with and surround those big players with cheap, I hate to say it this way, but with, with cost-effective yeah. no, but you're young right. talent. You're right, and that's what the really good teams across the league have found ways to do. They'll, you know, they might not have a first-round pick or a second-round pick like the Raiders did in this, this past draft, but you know what? Hit on a couple undrafted free agents, hit on a couple fourth- or fifth-round picks like a Dylan Parham in the third round, uh, a Britton Brown in the seventh round, a Zamir White in the fourth round. I mean, they're using these lower-level draft picks, and as long as you're hitting on them, you're still building your roster. And then you, you also look at undrafted free agents, these two right here, and I've said it earlier in the show that these could be two end up being two of the better homegrown linebackers than the Raiders have had in a long time. Exactly, exactly. And those guys can replace, you know, like a Denzel Perryman. Right. I'm sure Denzel Perryman wants another contract. Absolutely. He probably deserves it. But if you're the Raiders, you're like, okay. Um, if something happens see, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or, or the, it would be easier for them to say, we're going to let you go or right. walk, right. get a comp pick for you when you sign in with another contract because his, his future is, is still you know, intact. Yeah. Got some guys right behind you that we feel comfortable in being able to uh, replace you. I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen, right, but right. No, it but could be. Yeah. No, it, it really could. They put themselves in a good position. Yeah. They really did. And, again, all you could ask for is competition. And I think that the Raiders, as a, as a unit, when they started out with 90 guys in camp and they cut it down to 85, now they're at 80. And, of course, they got to be at 53 Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Uh, I, I think that they've only had nothing but competition from the quarterbacks, the backup quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers, the linebackers. I mean, the DBs. There's nothing but competition that we've seen uh, throughout the, you know, throughout the training camp. And even even Cleve Farrell returned tonight. Right. And I thought he looked really good. Yep. Uh, and I'm happy for him. Me too. Um, he's a guy that, uh, that I've always liked. And, um, you know, we don't root for teams or anything like that. But right. sometimes, you know. There's people that you go, you, you, yeah, you're happy for. Absolutely. Um, and and here's the thing that that uh, one more thing about that competition. Um, what I really like about it is obviously there's a competition, but they've given everybody an opportunity. Right. There isn't one guy on this team that cannot sit there and say, "Man, I really didn't get my, I didn't get right. my shot." Like, right. they, and yeah. and to the point where Josh was talking about this, um, there were some guys that you saw play a lot today yep. that didn't get a lot of reps necessarily Tuesday and Wednesday because of the way practices are structured. And he said, we looked at it like that. We planned for it to be a, not a two-day thing, a three-day thing so that guys that didn't necessarily get as many reps in, in the practice part of it were going to play a lot more uh, in the game part of it so that everybody had an equal uh, opportunity, um, especially in some of those key battles, to show what they're all about. And it worked out really well because the Patriots decided – and I, I'm wondering if because of how things played out Tuesday and Wednesday where the Raiders just were the better team, as we said, yeah, yeah. if if Bill Belichick was like, I got to get my starters out there because I'm not happy. I really feel like it was. Right. I, I, really, I mean, I can't answer for him, but I really feel like that that was the case. Like, hey, you guys didn't earn not to play tonight. Yes. You Whereas the I mean? Raiders did. Where the Raiders did. Exactly. I feel like that that I, I honestly believe that was the case. And, and then when you go and see the, Ra uh, the Raiders backup defenders go out there and do what they did against the Patriots starters demoralizing. I think that that told you a lot. <laughs> yes, that told you. I was very impressed. I was just sitting in the box like, wow. Well, 
I'm kind of, I was, I'm going into this game thinking, okay, you know, the Raiders took care of business Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, if the Patriots roll out their starters, which they obviously did, you almost have to sit back and assume it's going to be a Patriots day. Yeah. Yeah. The Patriots going to win the game and leave, uh, leave town feeling good about themselves. They did, you know, they got some good positive play on film, but no, it was the exact opposite. It's almost like the Raider players said, Hey man, we're not going to lose this. You know, we got 300 alumni here. We ain't going right? to lose this. <laughs> how, how, how long is the flight from Las Vegas to uh, New England? It's four hours, right? Something. I don't know. I've never flown to New England. long <laughs> flight home it is. for the Patriots because um, this was not a good week for them in the, in, no. in the whole scheme of things when you really think about it. Um, There's a lot of work that they need to do, whereas the Raiders, you know, they capped off what was really a great week because those were two great days of practice. Uh, they capped it all off with their backups, 13 to three in that first half, kind of decisively beating the Patriots starters. Yeah, no doubt about it. And look, they're uh, they're turning out the lights here in Allegiant Stadium. They're trying <laughs> to kick us out. Uh, they're saying, I don't care how much you want to talk, Q. We can't have you here all night. Right. So before we go, Vinny, I want to ask you, who was the most imp- impressive player for you in your mind as you're watching the game? Who impressed you the most tonight? Was there a player or a play or anything that impressed you the most? I, I got I have to to Sean Bauer. We didn't even talk about oh, him. Oh man, a couple sacks on the night. Right, yeah, and he, he looked really and good. Has throughout. Yes. You know, a lot of people when uh, when uh, Fakro went down. Yeah. Uh oh, what are they going to do gonna now? Do? And yep. I remember somebody saying, "Keep an eye on Bauer." To Sean Bauer, I was yep. like, "Really? Uh, yes." As it yep. turns out, yeah, has had a great camp and played well. Last, he's played well the the entire preseason. So him, Masterson, Butler, I thought played really good. I like the young uh, Stidham played well tonight. Again, yeah, he did. Chase Garbers played pretty decent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, yep. there's I couldn't keep it to just one. I apologize. Not no, trying to right. sneak out of that question, but there were a lot there was a lot of good football being played tonight. There was, there was. I'm gonna shout out to Malcolm Koontz. Yeah. Uh, oh, Malcolm yeah, Koontz. Exactly. You know, he's not a rookie, but he's a guy who's a young dude who didn't get a lot of burn uh his rookie year, and all he's done so far in the preseason uh was show up. Right, Amik Robertson. Amik Robertson. You know, he's, he's, he's a guy that can too. keep his head down. You know, like yep. have his head down. Like you know, that's sort of he the told op- us. He yeah. told us in the locker room, "I wanted to leave it all on the field." Yeah, and he did. And 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 there's a place for him, whether it's here with the Raiders, yep. or somewhere else, because I think that he did show that. And that's kind of how you accept yep. competition, as opposed to I think like an Alex Leatherwood. I don't think he's embraced it quite no. as much as, as no. you would hope. Right, right. I mean, it's just it's a lot. It's a lot to it's a lot to digest. And these coaches in the front office, Dave Ziegler and, and company, I don't I don't uh, envy them. Right. I'm glad I'm not in their position yes. because man, that's going to be a tough call right there. Right. Figuring out who's going to be on the squad because those players they made the decision very difficult. Right. On the front office, so uh, that's going to do it for us, Vinny. Man, I definitely appreciate you uh, joining me here in the booth. We got security staring at us, telling us we got to <laughs> get up out of here. So uh, that's going to do it for the fifth quarter here, uh, presented by Twitch on Raiders.com. Shout out to my man Al. All he does is hit dingers. He's here with us. He's holding it down, uh, making sure that that we <laughs> we we hang in there and we do what we're supposed to do. But uh, appreciate you so much for tuning in again. The fifth quarter, presented by Twitch here on Raiders.com. Thank you for listening to the fifth quarter presented by Twitch. Make sure to download the Raiders mobile app and we'll see you next week.